What's up, 6 p.m. service? Come on. Are you guys, are you guys pumped for tonight? Are you guys expecting for tonight? Come on. Should we pray? Father, I want to thank you. First and foremost, Lord, that you are a good God. I want to thank you, Lord, that you love us so perfectly, Lord. Pray, Lord, that even as the message is shared today, Lord, that it may land, it may land on fertile hearts, Lord. That we can receive something from it, Lord. We don't just keep it for ourselves, but we can take it to, the, to our world, Lord. Pray this in your precious name. All of God's precious children said, Amen, Amen. Why don't you just have a seat, high five someone next to you. <laughs> Awesome. It's so good to be with you guys this morning. Uh, this evening, I was testing you, testing you guys. Guys, I'm so sorry. Between between Fridays and Sunday mornings and evenings, I might just call you View City. I might call you View Rep. I might call you, like, I'm, we'll just go around. Is that cool? Just act, just act natural. Just be like, yeah, it's the morning, 6.30 in the morning. But I'm super pumped for this word. I'm super pumped for the series that we're in. We are in a series that's so significant because it's part of our vision for 2024. And our vision for 2024 is wide awake. It's wide awake. We want to be wide awake. We don't want to go through life. We don't want to go through this earth sort of um, half sleeping or just go through the motions of things. But we want to be spiritually awake. We want to be physically awake. We want to be mentally awake to see what God has for us and to see what God has for His kingdom, essentially, right? So the main question that we've been asking ourselves in this, in this series is, what on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? What on earth are you doing for heaven's sake? Now this morning, this evening, cheapest. I reckon, uh, yeah, let's just go with it. This evening, I'm just going to start off by reading a little um, story from you from the Bible. It's in John, John 12. So if you take your notes, you can take that down. And really the, the idea here is you've, you've got this woman, Mary. She goes to Jesus and, and she's, got, she's got perfume. And she takes this perfume and she pours it all over Jesus' feet. And then she takes her hair and she starts wiping her, wiping Jesus' feet with her hair. And all the, all, all, all the disciples are standing there like, cheapest, what the heck is this woman doing? Like the, the perfume that she had, it was so expensive that actually if you sold it, you could get a year's, wa- year's worth of wages back to you. Like it was a really, really expensive bottle of perfume and chief I'll be honest with you when I was reading that scripture I was also like judging her a little bit I was like yeah cool thank you Jesus yeah you're great and all but like that's a lot of money <laughs> like we can easily get to that space and this is what Jesus had to say to the disciples in John 12 verse 7 to 8 Jesus replied leave her alone She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Cheapest, sure. She was doing this for Jesus' burial and for his preparation for his burial. And the more I was reading, I said, okay, cool, let me just go back. Let me just, and actually, if you go back to chapter 11, you actually learn that Jesus in the previous chapter had raised up Lazarus, which was Mary's brother. And in the previous chapter, John 11 verse 32, Mary says, when Mary arrived and saw Jesus, this is before um, Jesus raised up Lazarus. When Mary arrived and saw Jesus, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if only you had been here. 
my brother would not have would not have died. And a few chapters in, a few uh, verses in, Jesus then raises Lazarus from the dead. And then the next chapter, we, we witness this. Now, there's a reason why I told, I'm telling the story a bit backwards. It's because sometimes in this world that we live in, this inward-focused culture that we live in, everyone can, people might see you coming to church. People might see you tithing faithfully. People might see you praising. People might hear you shouting during worship. And actually, some people might judge you for those moments. But I want to encourage you that some of those people were not there in your chapter 11. Some of those people were not there when Jesus was doing miracles in your life. Some of those people were not there when you, when it was just you and Jesus. So when you get into an environment like this and we're praising God, we do it wholeheartedly because we know the, the, the fight and the, the battles that Jesus has gone with us through. Come on, is that, is that all right? He was with, he was, he was with us and he is with us. They might judge you for your chapter 12, but they might have never been there for your chapter 11. So I want to encourage you, when we praise God, let's praise Him with everything. There are some things in your life that were dead or dying, but God turned it around. Never let man bring that down. Let's always give God our best praise. When we don't practice gratitude constantly, we fall asleep. And, and we start to become, and we start to become ungrateful. We start to become ungrateful. And I, and I sort of want to use this in a bit of an analogy. When we fall asleep, our eyes are closed, right? And all we just see is black. We just see darkness. And this is what happens. The, the room, it's like we, we get into these patterns that, that get us to a space where we like, oh, cheapest, this happened. I'm not going to, I'm not grateful. I'm just focusing on the things that I'm complaining about. And we start to lose sight of the good things that God wants for us, the good things that God has put into our life, the people that God has put into our lives. And suddenly our world starts, our world starts becoming darker and darker and darker. We can go all the way. <laughs> and darker. And what happens when we get into the space, when we've fallen asleep, these are the things that happen. We become victims. Because suddenly it's just us. We can't see anyone around us. We become victims. Something happening happens in politics. Man, this, how does this affect me? It becomes all about us. We're constantly complaining. Have you ever met those people? Just constantly complaining. Then we get to a space where we where we entitled, where we have this I deserve it attitude. No, I deserve it. It's all about me. We become self-centered. We get a big ego. We get the wrong perspective of what God wants for our lives when we've fallen asleep. And suddenly you can't see the good things that God has put into your life. The good people that God has put into your life. Suddenly, when we get disciplined, it becomes, oh, they're all against me. And we can't live in the space of darkness. But then when we open our eyes and we start being grateful for the things in our world, by just thanking God, cheapest God, thank you that I get to go to that school. Thank you, God, that I've got the friends that I have. Thank you, God, for my church. Thank you, God, that I get, I get to go to work. 
Thank you, God. We start thanking God. And the more we start thanking God, the more we start living in the space of gratitude, suddenly, slowly, blurry, our eyes start opening. And then we can start to see the things that are around us. We start to recognize the people around us. Man, God, you put some great people in my life. God, you put some great teachers in my life. God, you, you gave me a great family. And when we, when we live in this light, we can see others. We don't think less of ourselves, but we think of our, ourselves less. We, don't, we see more opportunities than obstacles. Grateful people see opportunities. They don't just walk in and say, oh man, this is just, it's tough here. No, but they're like, man, we've got an opportunity. I've got an opportunity to start a view group. We see the opportunities. We, we start to honor God more because we recognize the things that He's doing in our lives. We develop our faith and it actually positions us to receive all that God has for us. When we don't practice gratitude consistently, we fall asleep. So the title of my message this evening, got it right, thank you Jesus, is open your eyes. Open your eyes. You might be in this room and you might have fallen asleep. I want to encourage you, open your eyes. Open your eyes to all that God has for you. We're going to jump into the points. My first point is we're going to open our eyes to praise. We're going to open our eyes to praise. You know, in European football, if you ask any of the managers, where's the hardest stadium to play in? Yeah, 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 yeah. All Liverpool fans are just going to love me now. Anfield. They'll all say Anfield. <laughs> preacher, preacher. They'll all say Anfield. Why? So a lot of them will say, cheapest, we would rather try and win on our home ground and then go to Anfield and maybe draw or like lose by like one by one point. Why? Because it's, it's electrifying. The Liverpool fans are like, they, they just, are cheapest. I'm just giving praise to Liverpool tonight, eh? But they, I'm a Man United. I'm a Man United fan, but but it's this is true. This this part is true. The 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 Liverpool fans they're electrifying. Like it makes it difficult for the players to play because they're just chanting um the, the team so much. And there's two videos I want to show you quickly. Can we get can we get the first video up quick? Anfield. A little loud on there. I think we're doing it. Awesome. Let's get the second video up quickly. I just see Pastor Andre's face. He's like smiling. Like so much fans said amen but what we see what we see with this in the first video we just see people just united praising their team shouting for their team man it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter what race you are it doesn't matter what gender you are everyone is just coming together and they just 
praising their team. And we see in the second one, I reckon there were some people there that don't drink, but they're there like cheering on, throwing their shirts off. Why? Because they're supporting their team. The world rings with praise. Everywhere you go, there's praise. People are praising something. You might be a parent, you might be on the side cheering your kid on in a match, praising them, cheering them on. Could be Man United praising and crying, praising and crying. It's hard for us, it's hard for us, but we, we'll get there. <laughs> but we all, <laughs> but we all, Praise something. They love to sing because they have something to sing about. Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. I love how one pastor put it. He said, praise calls attention to the goodness and the greatness of God. So if praise calls goodness and greatness to God, you and I need to give more. We need to give more praise. I've got one more video for us real quick. Let's... presence with thanksgiving and praise. And there's a scripture I want to back that up with. Psalms 150, 1 to 6. It says this, praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heaven. Praise Him for His mighty works. Praise His unequaled greatness. Praise Him with the blast of the ram's horns. Praise Him with the lyre and the harp. Praise Him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise Him with strings and flutes. Praise Him. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Church, you and I have breath. Scripture tells us we need to praise the Lord. When we wake up in the morning, we praise the Lord. Can we give it up? I know that was a bit dramatic, but can we give it up for our guys? Come on. Woo! When we wake up in the morning, we praise the Lord. When we go to bed at night, we praise the Lord. He is worthy of our praise. In good times, we praise Him. In bad times, we praise Him. We raise our praises to God. It's how we enter into His gates. It's through praise. Second point is, we need to open our eyes to this season. Open our eyes to this season. Sometimes when we close our eyes like we did earlier on, we can focus on the past and we can, or we can focus a little bit too much on the future. 
We need to be present in the season that God's given us. In the season, as a student, you need to be present. God's giving you the season for a reason. He wants to use you in the season. In the season, as a parent, God's put you in the season for a reason. In the season, as an employee, He's put you in the season for a reason. Being in school, He put you in that specific school for a reason. Being single, you're in this season for a reason. God wants to use you in this season. And so often what we do is we try to go back in seasons. Or we try and rush forward to the next season. But God's like, I've got something for you in this season. So I want to encourage you, church. Let's be grateful for the season that we're in. Let's be grateful for the things that God has for us in this season. Despite the circumstances. Despite the circumstances. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We need to find gratitude not only in the moments of joy, but in the hard times as well. There's joy, there's always something to be grateful for. And sometimes it may seem hard, but it's there. Thank you, Jesus, I've got breath. Maybe, maybe you've just gone through one of those days and the only thing you can go thank God for is just thank Him for your breath. Thank you, Jesus, that you can still use me. Maybe you've had a great year so far. Thank Jesus for all those things. Thank you, Jesus. I mean, we were, we were in team meeting earlier on and we were just giving praise reports and Lou just like, you know, guys, any more praise reports? No, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, oh, dude, I think I might have one. What's your praise report? Oh, I got a bursary. <laughs> just casually. That's a praise report. Thank God for that. Thank God that you have a job. Thank God for all the things in your life. If you're struggling in the season and all you want to do is quit, find something to be grateful for. I love what Pastor Andre said in one of our staff meetings. He said that gratitude turns into joy and joy turns into strength. So if you need a little bit of strength, get a little grateful. If you need a little strength, get a little grateful. Start thanking God for what He has for you. Third point is we open our eyes to the gift of God's grace. Ephesians 2 verse 8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is a gift from God. Our gratitude stems from the, from the recognition that salvation itself is unmerit is an unmerited gift. We need to approach each day with a heart full of gratitude and thanking God for the grace that He's given us that sustains us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you that we're in this room right now. Thank you that we were able to get into your presence during worship. Thank you, Jesus. Just had a thought this past week on my way home and said, I understand that God doesn't owe me anything, so I'm grateful for everything. He doesn't owe me anything. And because He doesn't owe me anything, I'm actually grateful for everything that He gives me. He doesn't owe you anything. 
but he still chooses to bless you. He chooses, he chooses to give you grace. Thank you, Jesus. Fourth point is that we need to open our eyes and drop offense. We need to open our eyes and drop offense. So you can either be grateful or you can either be offended, but you can't be both. We can either be grateful or we can be offended, but we can't be both. Offense blinds you from what God has for you. It blinds you from, from the gifts and from the things that God and the people that God's put into your life. Unless we decide to break the patterns of offense, our lives will continue moving in the wrong direction. Ephesians says this, Ephesians 4 says, Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behaviors. Instead, be kind to each other, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. Church, we've got, you can make that decision. We're going to open our eyes tonight. We're going to open our eyes. We're going to decide to praise God in all circumstances. We're going to open our eyes and we're going to receive His grace. We're going to open our eyes to the season that He has for us. And we're going to open our eyes to the offense that we might have maybe taken on. And we're going to drop the offense and we're going to receive the gratitude. And we're going to give gratitude. So just right now in this room, if I could just ask everyone to stand. And I don't know what it is for you, but for the first, we're gonna, minute, we're gonna worship for a little bit. For the first minute, I just want you, I actually don't want you to sing. I actually want you to thank God for all the things that you're grateful for. I want you to thank Him for what you're grateful for. Thank Him for your family. Thank you for your friends. Thank you for His grace. Thank you for salvation. Thank Him for the things that you are grateful for. Then after a minute, I actually want you to sing to Him. I want you to praise Him. You don't have to worry about who's next to you because remember, they were never in your chapter 11. Thank you, Jesus. There might be some of you in this room that are saying, cheapest fellow. Spiritually, I've been sleeping. Spiritually, I'm actually dead. I need a spiritual awakening. I need to open my eyes spiritually. I need to open my eyes to Jesus. I need to open my eyes to a relationship with Him. I've been distant. Or I committed and I actually, and I've just drawn away. Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that you will be saved. So in the truth, everyone's eyes closed. If you're saying, Sibylla, I need to open my eyes to God. If that's you, don't you just want to pop up your hand if that's you right now? Awesome, I see that hand. Awesome, I see that hand. You need to open your eyes. That's you. Awesome. Come on, I see that hand. 
Awesome. We're going to pray together as a church family. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins. Because of this belief and this confession, the Bible says that I'm saved, that I'm changed, that I'll never be the same. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Let's give Jesus the biggest shot of praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Awesome. Come on. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Let's welcome our Pastor Andre. Awesome. Awesome. Um, even as Sabelo was speaking, I, was, I heard this, this, this picture. If you uh, were leaving Cape Town, you were swimming to America. And it was, let's say it was me swimming. I'm an alright swimmer. Then somebody else who's a bit fitter, they trained maybe in the gym pool and then an Olympic swimmer. Um, question, who makes it to America? No one. I might drown a bit sooner. Next guy drowns maybe, maybe let's say 20 k's in. Olympic swimmer drowns 100 k's in. Um, who's more drowned? No one. They all drown. And for all of us, sometimes we don't realize it, but without Christ, we all drown in our sin. You might be able to go 100Ks without Him. I might be able to go 10, somebody else 30. The best thing we can do is acknowledge that we're drowning in our sin and that we need a Savior. And the sooner we do it, the sooner He lifts us up and He gives us the gift of salvation. And, and so let's stay grateful because we're all just swimmers who could never make it. <laughs> we all needed Jesus to save us. And even as we are doing water baptism now, that's what people are declaring. They're declaring that they put their faith in Christ and that Christ saved them. And Scripture shows that people got saved the same day they got baptized. Um, I don't know what God has for you in your future, um, the steps He has for you, but I do know your next step. If you haven't been water baptized, according to Scripture, it's the first step of obedience. It's going into the waters of baptism and declaring publicly that you have been saved by Christ. It's actually going public with your faith and, 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 and you do it, of course, with your church family. When you do get saved spiritually, you baptize into the body of Christ if you study Scripture, but then you physically step into those waters and you declare that just as Christ uh, died, your pastor has been buried and just as Christ rose you are now a new creation in Christ you come out of those waters so I encourage you um, if you are ready and, and you've got your clothes why don't you go lace the lace with gents the gents if you aren't ready uh, we've got tops t-shirt uh, well t tops t-shirts shorts and a towel uh, there for you in the toilet so you can go and get ready 